Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This is Stinchfield, the podcast. I believe the cover-up has been well underway. Yes, I'm talking about 34 months to terror. Joe Biden's war in Israel. That's what we're going to call this episode. Because Joe Biden has been enabling, facilitating these terror groups up until the point where Hamas goes into Israel and wages war. I'm going to prove to you during this episode that a cover-up was not only well underway, but continues to be underway. And I'll use the Biden administration's own words to do it. As always, I'm grateful to Midas Gold Group. They are the sponsors of this program. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. Boy, if this is an uncertainty, we're on the verge of World War III. I don't know what is. Put some money into gold. So as I mentioned to you folks, the Biden administration is culpable in what has happened in Israel. And then you hear Antony Blinken calling for a ceasefire. How dare he? He deletes that tweet. Go figure. But what we're seeing from the Democrat Party, from Joe Biden, uh, when it comes to what's going on in Israel, I don't know. A cover-up is the only way I know how to describe it. We're going to dive into all of that because Stinchfield starts right now. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, welcome back. Here is the website, grantstinchfield.com, grantstinchfield.com. Sign up for the email list, and hey, um, don't forget we got Stinchfield's Army merchandise there, and you can see all the episodes on my website, uh, as well as Rumble. We're in this live on Getter and Facebook, and just follow us, subscribe. If you're watching the video right now, hit the like button and share it. Uh, always such a, a big help for all of us. So I'm going to tell you right now, I believe most certainly a cover-up is well underway now with what has happened. We know Iran has been involved in the planning of this attack with Hamas on Israel. We know that Joe Biden just weeks ago sent $6 billion to Iran, freed up that money. We know that that plays a role in funding terror across the globe because as I played for you on the last podcast, John Kirby says they know that what Iran does is fund is fun terror. That was Anthony Blinken who says that, the Secretary of State. So now I watch this clip from John Kirby explaining Iran's involvement in the terror attack on Israel when everyone and their mother knows that Iran was involved in this and he has the goal to look the American people in the eye and claim this. And how much more do we know about how deeply involved Iran was in the initial planning of this attack? No evidence that says that they were involved specifically with these attacks and participating planning resourcing. That said, George, clearly uh, they have supported Hamas now for many, many years, resourcing, training, capabilities, uh, certainly rhetorically in just the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, they've been supporting what Hamas does. So there's a degree of complicity by Iran. But again, no specific tactical evidence that says they were involved in these attacks. No specific tactical evidence they've been involved in the attacks. You send them $6 billion. Then weeks later, a massive attack that no way Hamas could conduct on their own. By all accounts, this attack had to have been coordinated by a certainly a, a well, I don't want to even call it a higher power if it's some kind of religion type deal, but certainly a, a, a bigger dog than Hamas. It's a great way to describe it. 
because that's what Iran is, a dirty dog, okay? So we know that Iran was involved in this. All the intelligence experts say Iran was involved in this. Even on my Real America's Voice show, I had uh, um, uh, a, a military intelligence expert come on the program and explain exactly what was going on and the kind of entity it took to plan something like this. This is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on my Real America's Voice show. I am shocked, uh, but for two reasons. First, I think this indicates a nation state helped them. All right, shocked because I said, are you amazed that there hasn't been such a, that there was such an intelligence failure? which is something else I'm very skeptical on. We have tentacles all the way into the Gaza Strip, Hamas. America's intelligence apparatus is very strong, typically pretty good, often lacks communication, but we would have seen this coming. I would have thought Israel would have seen this coming as well, which is what I asked Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer about, and he described it this way. Think about the logistics of this. They had to smuggle in hundreds of thousands of items over time. The, the rockets, 5,000 rockets fired into the Israeli uh, territory from uh, the West Bank. Uh, all of the uh, paragliders you mentioned, the, the, all of the training, these things don't happen overnight. And yeah, it's significant that none of these things were detected. Secondly, it, it, text, it tells me there's a sophistication of a larger organization helping coach and manage this. Uh, we did this to the Germans during World War II, Grant, something called uh, uh, Operation Garbo as part of Operation Bodyguard to deceive the Germans regarding the exact date and location of the D-Day invasion. So this can be done. I, we've done this to others, but this was done to us. So this tells me that there was a sophistication necessary to basically turn the intelligence sources on, against the Israelis to feed information in there to basically create this false sense of security. These things have to be looked at. And yeah, I think something uh, significant happened to create this failure. With that said, right, we have so to learn from this. All right. So isn't that interesting? That the only way that happens, that you trick your intelligence sources by giving them false information. And the United States did that to hide the D-Day invasion. Fascinating. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. We just fell victim to the same play we ran on the Germans back in the 1940s. So amazing to me that we would fall for something like this, that Israel would fall for something like this. But again, impossible to take place without the help of a nation state like Iran, which means the cover-up is far and wide. Having John Kirby... One of the presidents, Joe Biden's, the man who calls himself president, one of his chief mouthpieces come out and say there's no evidence Iran did this when Iran is literally praising it. They are in the parliament of Iran cheering death to America, death to Israel after this attack. And you're telling me that Iran had no part in this? Why is the Biden administration covering for Iran now? That is the kind of thing that is unacceptable to me. So again, think about it. You can go all the way back to Afghanistan, okay? Afghanistan. We pulled out. We left Americans behind. And I told you Joe Biden was well aware of what he was doing. Oh, no, no. We never predicted this, they say. Oh, John Kirby comes on and says, no, it wasn't chaotic. From his perch 
It didn't look, are you kidding me? People were running alongside planes. How do I know that Joe Biden knew this would happen? Because he said it himself. And think about it. We saw pictures now of American weapons being used in Israel by Hamas. Where do you think those weapons came from? Most certainly they came from Afghanistan. You don't think one terror group is going to give another terror group the weapons used to go against the Western world, Israel and the United States? Being two and one. One being America is the great Satan to them. Number two is Israel the little Satan. Of course, those weapons came from Afghanistan. Now, how do I know that it was a cover-up? Because Joe Biden admitted it. He said he knew when he was running for president what would happen. Here's a little throwback in time, okay? The big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. All right, so there's one part of it. He just admitted that you can't pull out in days. It'll take a year to get the troops out. That's in 07. In, in 07, that is. Now, here he is. That was obviously when he was running uh, uh, for president way back when, okay? It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. You hear it? We play it over and over again. You leave the billions of dollars in weapons behind, they'll be used against your grandchildren and mine someday. Well, it was used against Israeli grandchildren. And in many respects, Americans too, as the death toll rises, uh, we know Americans have been killed and we know that Americans have been taken hostage. What the final number is, we still see where it plays out, but certainly the weapons were used against us there too. This is the kind of travesty that I'm talking about. This is the kind of destruction that the Biden administration is responsible for. And they knew it. This war had been in the making. What is it with the Democrat Party, how they hate Israel, they hate freedom, they hate people who obey the law and the rules of God, rules spelled out in the Bible. These terrorists are animals for crying out loud. Absolute animals. Hey, folks, let me tell you about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant is where I want you to go. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Every day we hear about another familiar brand selling out, right, to customers and getting woke. Americans are sick and tired of having leftist propaganda dammed down their throats. This is why I talk about a parallel economy. Where you spend your money says a lot about how you want the country to go. Patriot Mobile right now, my friends over at RAV, Real America's Voice, they are funding uh, our reporters down on the border to make sure we can bring you those stories. That's the kind of thing your money will go to if you sign up with Patriot Mobile today. And I really would love for you to do it today. Join me. My phone is a Patriot Mobile phone. Service is great. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant 972-PATRIOT-972-PATRIOT. I want you to ask them about their performance guarantee when you call. 
because you can pick the network you want to be on, and then you can switch if you're really not happy. There's no other cell phone company that can do that for you. Patriot Mobile, speaking of no other cell phone company, is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Why are you not with them? You do not have to sacrifice service, and what you gain is knowing your money is going to to the causes that you want it to go to, and you gain America-based customer service and a great company. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com forward slash grant. Okay, as we continue here, um, John Kirby, we told you that he is a liar, a shill, a propagandist, a cover-up artist, all of these things rolled up into one. He will look the American people and lie to their faces. He's an admiral, and he only got that admiral because he played politics in order to get it. Now, I want you to hear this and think about this. Uh, in the left of your screen is going to be rockets going off in Gaza City. And Martha McCallum is going to ask John Kirby a very poignant question about what is the greatest threat to the world. And where Joe Biden is and has anything changed? And they go down this climate change road. And after everything going on, we're on the, what many people describe as the verge of World War III. I may take a different take on that. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But let me play this clip for you because it's stunning as to what they believe in. I I, I want to play this soundbite for you that is just last month in Vietnam and ask you if this still holds for the president. Watch. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely, he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It could, you know, it actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth. Wait a second here. You literally are now going to claim climate threat change is the number one existential threat, wiping out all of humanity, which is not backed up in fact whatsoever. He's going to claim it is when literally we have thousands of Israelis that have just been killed by a Hamas terrorist attack that rivals that of 9-11 and maybe even more grotesque than 9-11. Not that any death in the end is worse than any other death, but how personal these deaths were. We saw babies beheaded up close and personal. Women raped and killed. Other Israelis beheaded in the streets. This is the most disgusting possible thing ever, how up close and personal it was. And he's going to tell us that climate change is what they are still worried about as the existential threat? Uh, over time, I mean, that's, I don't know how more existential you can get to that, but that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of the but world. John, you mentioned he, he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that, it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. We've- That's a fact, he says. Look, I think almost every scientist in America will agree that it is not a fact. There are theories on one side that climate change is an existential threat. There are theories on the other side. I fall someplace in the middle 
tending to think I haven't seen enough evidence to prove that it's man-made. And if it's not man-made, then what are we going to do upend our economies? We're certainly not going to talk about existential threats killing mankind when we have terrorist organizations lopping off the heads of freedom-loving Israelis. Certainly. That's not what we're going to be talking about. I would have rather heard John Kirby say, you know what, Martha, I don't want to talk about climate change right now. I'm worried about what is going on in the Middle East and how that affects American safety and security, our national security here at home. That's what we're focused on today. We can talk about climate change on another day. You'll have to ask the president what he thinks. I haven't talked to him about that. You are focused on killing terrorists. But you didn't hear that from them. You know why you didn't hear hear that from them? Because they don't believe it. They want to believe in climate change as the biggest threat. They don't care about the Hamas terrorists. They don't care about Israel. They would rather pander to the chaos. So I guess we all become beholden to big government. Quite frankly, it it is absolutely sickening. Sickening. Now, what about the idea and what role does China play in all of this? I will tell you that it is my opinion that China is a quiet provocateur in all of this. They love the chaos. They love to ferment this disruption. They love to ferment the chaos. They they love to suck the United States into another conflict. So what? We weaken the United States. You just hear the general saying, we've got to get them ammunition. We've got to get them missiles. We've got to replenish their Iron Dome. All these things that I want to do to help Israel. But China wants us doing this because we're so sucked into Ukraine. So now weaken America even more, fighting two wars now in basically two different areas of the globe. And what does this allow China to do? Sneak on in to Taiwan. I'm telling you my prediction is they go into Taiwan without a shot being fired because Taiwan's going to realize America is so weak, it's not coming to the rescue, not with Joe Biden at the helm. They will make a deal. China will come in, game over. So China is not going to come out and openly support Iran. They're not going to openly support Hamas, even though they are backing Iran, even though I believe that China, Iran, Russia is the, the triple threat axis of evil. China's going to remain real quiet on this. And they will quietly sow this chaos because ultimately they welcome it. Now, what does my buddy Steve Bannon and Cash Patel have to say about this? Uh, Cash was on with Bannon on the Real America's Voice show earlier uh, today. This is this is them. And by the Iranians. Exactly. Same with Hamas. So no, these it, are Persia. This is a proxy war so, with Persia. But we, this we, is why the Chinese Communist Party, Schumer's over there saying, I'm very disappointed that the Chinese, it's their partner. Yeah. The way to stop this is to get to Beijing and say, hey, any more of this, you, you shut down the Mullahs right now. If this thing expands because CCP wants this, because Taiwan's sitting right there. We're occupied in Ukraine. We're occupied in, in, in now in Israel, in the Middle East. They're going to say, hey, we got the Americans sucked back in to an open-ended, uh, unconditional commitment, ground war in the Middle East. Boom, Taiwan. Yeah, I agree. The CCP is in bed with the Iranians. They are paying for Partners. it um, the because it's against American interests. And that's the key. The, the issue here is how open will China be about that? You heard Steve Bannon mention Chuck Schumer and a group of, I think it's six 
uh, bipartisan lawmakers. I think Mike Crapo is there. The, the Republican senator is with Schumer. They're in China this week of all time saying, oh, I'm so disappointed. China hasn't come out and been very strong. Well, I'm actually amazed that China hasn't come out and been openly supportive of Iran. But I'm not surprised, really, because in the end, China doesn't want that heat from the rest of the world. It simply wants America sucked dry. So it will quietly ferment this chaos in the Middle East. It will quietly help Vladimir Putin in Ukraine. Again, it's all the oil. China's buying it up. China's buying oil from Iran. Truth is, we ought to be sanctioning Iran on all of its oil exports. Uh, They've been given a gift now. They're making millions. Iran has millions upon millions upon millions in reserves, far greater than they ever had under President Trump. Iran is flush with cash, so it's able to go around and do this. Oh, does that sound familiar? Who else became flush with cash after Joe Biden took office? Vladimir Putin did. President Trump, if he did anything, he kept the price of oil low. When the price of oil is low, these bad actors across the globe can't can't engage in this kind of behavior. Vladimir Putin was broke. He couldn't go into Ukraine. And the the Iranian leaders and that nation was broke. They couldn't fund Hamas going into Israel. Now oil prices are through the roof. They're flush with cash. It's game on. Okay? Game freaking on. So who stopped all this? Well, we know who stopped all. How did President Trump manage to stop all of this? He managed to do it by being unpredictable. World leaders didn't know what they were going to get from President Trump, but they feared they could get his wrath if they crossed him. They certainly knew he was capable of engaging in violence. Remember when he took out that terror leader in Iran, Soleimani? They never thought he would do that, and he did. That was a signal to the world. Don't cross me. I'm not afraid to get tough. Tumble around a little bit. Grapple. Bring it. When you have a leader like that who's not afraid of that, the rest of the world snaps back into line. Here's President Trump's comments on everything going down. Very serious. We are in very, very grave danger of having a World War III. And this will be a war. This will be a war of obliteration. This will not be a war with, I say, army tanks going back and forth, shooting at each other. This is the real deal. And we have a man that uh, he, he can't even walk off a stage. He walks. No, he can't. Joe Biden cannot walk off a stage. He talks about World War Three. And if you want to hear the rest of what President Trump says, bear with me here, <clears throat> because I want to tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com is the place to go for all your precious metals needs. With the chaos and certainty we're seeing in the world today, I want you to call 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. Get yourself into the system of starting to buy precious metals to provide yourself with a portfolio protection maneuver and the safety, security, privacy that only gold can afford you. Um, Right now, who knows what's going to happen? We're going to get back to President Trump in a second. Because, quite frankly, it's all up in the air. Is it World War III? Maybe. I would like to think we're not going to get in a world war over this, but maybe. And just the maybe alone means you ought to be putting some money into gold. And uh, Midas Gold Group can do it. Literally hundreds of my 
listeners over Real America's Voice and 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 here on the podcast and the Salem Salem Radio have been using Midas Gold Group and uh, all very, very happy with them. I know the guys personally. I trust them. So give them a try. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, I told you I'd play more of President Trump talking about Joe Biden, his weakness. Even during a very serious time, President Trump still has a sense of humor. He finishes his speech. He looks, oh, well... He can't find. He has no idea. You know, there's always a stair there, a stair here. You could even walk off the front, jump or something, do something. He usually walks to the back into a wall. Yeah. There's a wall there. He walks right into a wall. Can't walk off the stage, can't put two sentences together. And yet he's negotiating with President Xi of China. Who, when I say he's very smart, the press, look at that's a lot of press back there. That's a lot. So, for him to negotiate with President Xi of China is like my high school football team playing the, let's see, what's a good team nowadays? Philadelphia's good. You know, they change a little bit. I used to say New England. I used to say the Patriots. I'd I'd love to be able to say the Patriots. He's a great guy, great coach, but uh, they have a little hard time. But uh, what's going on with the Patriots, huh? But he is. He's a great. He's a great coach, and he'll figure. He'll figure it out somehow. He's going to figure it out. But that was not a good game last night. <laughs> All right. So, hello, and President Trump got sidetracked. He was talking about President Xi, Chairman Xi, as I call him in China, negotiating with Joe Biden on anything. And then he was talking about the Patriots coach Bill Belichick, who who <laughs> Bill Belichick would do a better job negotiating with 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 Chairman Xi than Joe Biden ever would. Uh, Bill Belichick may get things on track. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Belichick, actually. I think he's kind of an arrogant jerk. Um, But maybe you have to be an arrogant jerk to be a great football coach. I don't know. All my great football coaches, though, were not arrogant jerks. See, I get sidetracked just like President Trump does. Um, I do believe that Bill Belichick may get himself back on track. Who knows? But I do believe that Joe Biden will never get himself back on track. Joe Biden is so far gone, and this is the result of being so far gone. Our country, our world is now in the most dangerous place it has ever been in my lifetime. And I'm 54 years old. Not the longest lifetime out there, but long enough. And in my opinion, it's it's the most dangerous times that we have ever lived in. Maybe the most frightening, too, because you have outlets now that are starting to defend the Hamas terrorists speaking up for Palestine and, and the people who live in that area, if it even really exists. Um, I want to show you this tweet from the Black Lives Matter group in Chicago. For those of you that are listening, I'll read it to you. For those of you watching, take a look at the screen. That is all that is it, it says. And then it is a paratrooper with a, quote, Palestinian flag coming off of the parachute. And it says, I stand with Palestine. BLM Chicago stands with Palestine when Hamas warriors just murdered thousands of people, beheaded babies. You stand with Palestine? As my friend Donald Trump Jr. 
said on Instagram, one terrorist organization supporting another. Black Lives Matter supporting Hamas. Why should we be surprised? That kind of rhetoric and talk is despicable. Now, I would expect it from the former minister of information of Hamas. But I don't know why CNN would even give this clown a platform. Watch this. Um, the, what Hamas is doing is they're targeting Israeli civilians, women, children, grandmothers. No, they are not. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that not a classic terrorism? Isn't that classic terrorism? They're not fighting the Israeli government. They're fighting ordinary people. That's one way of putting it, but it's not true. What do you mean it's not true? It's not one way of putting it. It's the only way to put it. Why would you give this asshole a platform? He doesn't deserve it. He is exactly like the cockroaches that went into Israel and killed these innocent civilians. There is no other way to put it. I think Hamas mainly attacked military establishments, military installations. And most of the people they, they have arrested and uh, taken as uh, pres- war, uh, war prisoners are military people. I do not accept attacking any civilian. Then why would you work for an organization that literally all they do is attack civilians? Let me explain this to everybody. When Hamas lobs rockets into Israel, these rockets are like homemade rockets. They're like Boy Scouts made them. Only Boy Scouts have morals. Hamas warriors do not. They're homemade, though, is my point. They don't know where they're going to land. They're happy they land on innocent civilians. One of them just landed on a mosque, which goes to show you they wouldn't bomb a mosque on purpose. They don't care about human life. And to bring this guy on your network, right? and I play this to call out CNN, is despicable and disgusting to me. Uh, uh, I do not accept that Israelis attack our civilians, but look at what Israeli planes are doing now in Gaza. They, they are bombarding houses. They're bringing down to earth, and you've, saw, you've shown that on your, uh, on your screen. Uh, whole apartments, whole buildings, high-rise buildings are... Let me tell you something about the whole buildings and high-rise buildings. That's just the start. I believe you're going to see a ground war going into Gaza. I do believe innocent civilians will be killed. Uh, The reality is Hamas brought this all on themselves. They have hostages uh, in the West Bank now. And we've got to go get those hostages. And people are going to get killed in the process. Uh, Israel, even up to most recently, were giving warnings into the area where they were bombing. Get out now. You think Hamas gives those warnings? No. Brought down to the ground. And we already are reporting, uh, receiving uh, reports about families who are killed. Uh, nine people in one family, ten people in another family, including children. You know, I'm sorry, I have zero, zero sympathy whatsoever. Who do you think caused this? The group that you worked for. And CNN brings this clown on their air? I do not want any civilian to be hurt, neither by Palestinians or by Israelis. But the question is how to end that. Will it end by attacking Gaza Strip another time? Israel has already conducted five wars on Gaza. Oh, give me a break. See, this is what these dopey leftists in the United States believe. Israel has 
continuously defended itself. Israel has never provoked any of the attacks that they receive inside Israel. Israel only goes in in retaliation. That's a fact. One of them lasted 51 days. They destroyed everything. This did not stop Hamas, did not stop resistance. There is one way to stop any violence, and that is to end the Israeli occupation. And that is for the United States to be fair. So you see what he's saying? The only way to stop the violence is if you give up the land that you think is yours. Well, Israel doesn't want to give it up. And, and the Palestinians don't want to give it up. So now you're at a standoff. So how do you work out a standoff? I don't have the answer to that. If I did, I'd probably be a multimillionaire or I'd be, you know, leader of some nation. But I can tell you what you don't do. You don't lob rockets into an innocent country and you don't kill innocent civilians. You don't engage in war over this battle. You try to negotiate it. You try to come to some kind of a peace deal. You try to come to some kind of a settlement. But every time we get close, Hamas warriors blow it up. And that's no pun intended. I mean it. They blow it up. They cannot say that Israel has the right to defend itself, but we, the Palestinians, don't have the right to defend ourselves. You're not defending yourself. You went in unprovoked. That's an attack. It's a big difference. Let me remind you with the case of Shirin Abu Akli, who was not only Palestinian. You know what? I can't even take this guy anymore. I think it was a mistake of me even to play as much of it as I did. I mean, this guy is just spewing propaganda after propaganda after propaganda. No wonder he was the information minister to Palestine, a.k.a. Hamas. Oh, my stomach aches for the people of Israel and going through what they're going through. Now, let me say something about the difference between Israel and Ukraine, because I hear uh, some Republicans coming out and say, yes, we stand with Israel. And then they use that word that they often use with the second amendment. It's, it's my least favorite word in the English language, at least one of them. It's three letters, but B U T. Oh, I support gun rights, but, Oh, I love the second amendment, but, Oh, I support Israel, but, Oh, Hamas warriors are out of line, but there is no but here. But I hear some Republicans saying, oh, we don't want to get involved in foreign wars. The difference between Ukraine and Israel is that Ukraine has no effect on American security for the most part. Ukraine is a corrupt nation fighting another corrupt nation. I am under the assessment that Vladimir Putin is not going into Poland like the warmongers want you to believe that he is. Because that would justify their war. If you told me that Vladimir Putin was going to go in all these other NATO allied countries, I would say push back against him. He's not going to do that. They just want to give justification to war. So under my assessment, you have two corrupt nations fighting each other. Let them have it out. I would love for the killing to stop. I would love for innocent civilians not to be killed, but not America's responsibility. Now in Israel, it is a different story. The Hamas terrorists are Islamic, quote, jihadists. They are, quote, holy warriors. They will die in a second to take out any Western world freedom-loving individual. That means whether it's in Israel, whether it's in the United States, whether it's in Europe. Now, what do they call America? The great Satan. Israel is little Satan to them. All of this is about America. 
The only reason they're not coming into America right this second, well, you could make the argument that they are, and I will make that argument in a moment about the southern border. But the only reason there's not an invasion like like we just saw, there is an invasion, a quiet invasion, but like we just saw an overt invasion is because there's there's two oceans in between in, in between us. It's not as easy for them to do it. Don't get me wrong. I believe they're flooding America with sleeper cells, whether it's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, Hamas, all of them together. I do believe that's happening. But they would come into America first before they get to Israel. The, the, the reason this is happening is because it's easier to get into Israel. This is about the safety and security of the United States of America, pushing back against Islamic terror at a time when, as I told you just three or four weeks ago, I said this is going to be a big threat for us and nobody's talking about it. And I don't want to be one of these I told you so guys, but literally, was it a month ago? I did a whole podcast on how Islamic terror, no one's talking about it. And then here we go. And I said it was going to be something big. Now, I also said it was going to be something big in the United States. I'm waiting for that to happen. God forbid, let's pray it doesn't. So when you look at that, and you have to ask yourself, how does Black Lives Matter tweet out, we stand with Palestine with a paratrooper of all things. You know, those paratroopers went down into concert goers and, and just brutally murdered them and killed them. Now, Joan Rivers has a great take. This was in 2014. Why don't Democrats listen to Joan Rivers? So I'm trying to get celebrity reactions to what's going on with the Palestinians and Israelis right now. Let me just tell you, if New Jersey were firing rockets into New York, we would wipe them out. I am so bored. We heard they were digging tunnels from New Jersey to New York. We would get rid of Jersey. So I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, we'll do a partial truce. Palestinians, you cannot throw rockets and expect people not to defend themselves. What about the civilian casualty rate? Civilian, then don't put your goddamn things in private homes. I'm sorry. Don't don't you dare put weapon stashes in, in, in private homes and then we say get out. Of, of course, we're going to do it. The response normally is where are, the, where are the civilians supposed to go? I don't care. They started it. It is. You're all insane. They started it. What are you all saying? They started it. The Israelis did not throw their... For, for months this has been going on. How do you resolve What are you supposed to how do? You, how do you resolve it? I don't know, because I have been over there. That's how I know. And I wish the world would know. And BBC should be ashamed of themselves. And CNN should be ashamed of themselves. And everybody, stop it already. You know, like uh, Dwight Howard tweeted, Free Palestine took it back. Selena Gomez tweeted... Uh, a pro-Gaza. Oh, Selena yeah, Gomez. Oh, yeah, that college grad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joan, thank you. Joan. Joan Rivers. 2014, nine years ago. Her words still ring true today. Everything she said is spot on. They didn't start it. And notice she says Israel. You know, everybody thinks this is Jews versus Arabs. It's really not. It's a dispute over land. There are plenty of Arabs that live in Israel and are very happy. In fact, there are Arabs that fight for the Israeli defense forces. Notice I said Israeli defense forces, IDF. You'll hear that term thrown around a lot. That's the army for Israel. The Israeli defense. It's not the Jewish defense forces. It's the Israeli defense forces. 
And so Arabs and Jews can coexist. You cannot coexist, though, when you're trying to mingle with terrorists, when you're trying to mingle with someone that wants to lop your head off, when you're trying to mingle and coexist with someone that wants to strap a suicide bomb to their chest and blow all of you and your children up. That doesn't work. That's why these Islamic holy warriors are as dangerous as they are and need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Now, back to the United States in Dallas, not far from where I broadcast at the JFK Memorial site. You got these pro-Palestinian idiots here. Resistance is justified. Resistance? Was that resistance what they did in Israel? This isn't the United States. These people are lunatics. We are losing our nation to lunatics. And here's one of the reasons why. Look at this. If you're listening and can't see it, it is hundreds of military-aged men lined up to come into the United States underneath that bridge. I believe this is in Texas. Hundreds of them. How many terrorists are mixed in with them. We know that we've seen terrorists that are on the terror watch list come in from places like Syria, come in from places like Iraq and Afghanistan, hotbeds of terrorism. How many terrorists are mixed in with this group of people? Tell me. Oh, wait, you can't tell me? You can't tell me how many because you don't know? How many came in already? We know that 80,000 people that we know of are on the special interest list, meaning they came from countries of special interest that have deep ties to terrorism. We know that there are over 2 million gotaways over the last 34 months under Joe Biden. That means Border Patrol agents saw this group, but they got away. 2 million of them. Those are the ones they saw. We also know that 80% of the border is not patrolled. Not patrolled. So the 2 million they know came into the country, but they couldn't capture. Those are the gotaways. How many more do you think that they didn't see? That number could be 10 million. I think you're looking between 10 and 15 million illegals coming into the United States over the last 34 months. How many of them are terrorists? If one of them is a suicide bomber, We have big problems. Imagine if 10 are. Imagine if 20, 30, 100, 200, 500, 1,000. 1,000 out of 10 million, that's not a very big percentage. Wreak havoc on America. And Joe Biden is asleep at the wheel. And in fact, to bring this full circle, they cover it up. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us this edition of Stinchfield, thanks to the sponsors, PatriotMobile.com and uh, MidasGoldGroup.com and, of course, MyPillow.com forward slash Grant. Go there for deep discounts, 50% off if you use the promo code Grant on so many of their products, the Giza sheets I love. Oh, check this out. I- I'm going to do this. Check this out. What am I wearing? My pillow slippers. I got them on during the podcast because my feet get cold in the studio. And so my pillow is doing it right. I love their products. 
MyPillow.com forward slash Grant. Use the promo code Grant, deep discounts. Mike Lindell, we talk about a parallel economy. We know he could use our business as the left continues to come after him, so pay him a visit. And then, of course, GrantStinchfield.com, GrantStinchfield.com. For the website, subscribe to the email list, Stinchfield's Army merch, and, of course, all the links to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Please, if you're watching, hit like and share. And if you're watching live, thank you. Tell your friends and family about this airing live. We will see you tonight on The Real America's Voice Show. God bless all of you. Stinchfield's Army rolls. Thanks to all of you.